Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Massive Attack podcast. I'm Joe. With me, as usual, is Mitch. G'day. And we had a little bit of a break, but we're back. We are back. Life goes on and we ran out of things to talk about. No, we didn't. We just had, well, I personally had a lot of things going on last month, so it was hard to find the time. I've started renovations at my house, which is a bit of a crazy thing at the moment. Mm. And yeah, just stuff. Stuff. But we're back. I've done a fair bit of bits and pieces in the time we had off. It's been probably a month and a half since we talked stuff. It's been that long. Probably, because January we did our what we've been enjoying from 2018, and then we did our what we're looking forward to for 2019, and we haven't really had a chance to talk about things that we're doing now. Oh, okay. So probably, as usual, we should jump into gaming. Have you been playing anything? Not really, no. But you have bought something. I, I keep buying lots of things, actually. It's like, oh, that's on sale. I'll buy it. I'll get to it eventually. And I did buy something the other day. I don't know why. I saw the trailer. Why I even clicked on the trailer, I don't know. Maybe because I thought, why does this exist? And it was Farming Simulator. Now, they bought out Farming Simulator 19. It's new. I'm watching it going, there's some really cool looking tractors. It's <laughs> a nice looking harvester. And... I, I watched the end of the trailer going, that looked nice. Like, it was just clips of this farming equipment doing it. So it was like farm porn, I suppose. Yeah. I was like, that looks interesting. And my son, you know, he said, sort of like, that might be something he might get into. I don't know. And he said the other day he wanted to be a farmer. I don't know where it came from. He had nothing to do with this. Yeah, I haven't shown him this clip or anything. I was like, okay. So I went looking and, you know, you go in the, the store on the Xbox and you yep. see other movies and other games. And I said, is there older versions? Because it's like, $70 or something for Farming Simulator 19. I was like, well, I don't, don't want to pay that much because it's kind of silly. And seeing if there was – there is a Farming Simulator 17. Okay. But it wasn't that cheap. Was yeah. Like, oh. Now, there's a construction simulator too. And something my, my son – I didn't know like farming until last week, but something he likes more than that is big fuck-off construction working equipment. Yeah. There's construction workers. So you've got diggers and bulldozers and cranes and stuff. And it's like, okay. that looks kind of cool too. Because I remember <laughs> there's been rail simulator games for a long time. Well, yes. And they're expensive. Yeah. And there's add-ons. I, I was going to say expensive. there's peripherals, like like how you have your, your flight joysticks for flight systems. There's train simulator joystick setups. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's weird. But yes, but on sale last week mm-hmm. was Farming Simulator 17. Okay. So I was like, that's affordable. Let's give it a go. So I downloaded it last week, didn't really think about it. Turned it on last night. It's like Grand Theft Auto Farm, but no crime in it. I mean, I think you can run people over with the farmer. I think they get out of your way. So you, you can drive down the street in your combine harvester, like, and there are people walking around. I'm pretty sure you're not meant to kill them. But you literally just, instead of walking around the streets, you know, Killing prostitutes and jacking cars. Jacking someone's Massey Ferguson? Pretty much. Really? You are just, well, you're not stealing other people's, you got your own. But yeah, you got to sow the fields and you got to harvest them and you do this and then you, you, you collect the grain, then you take it and to, put to the depot and make more money by selling the grain, then you got to buy more seed to do more. It's like, oh, it, you can actually choose how hard you want to play it. There's. Easy, intermediate, and hard. <laughs> it's like there's a hard mode, so it's like everything's really. E- I went easy. I just want to. I just want a farming simulator. I don't want to have go bankrupt because I did it badly. I just want to like use the use tractors for God's sake. So is it first person or third person? First person. So you get out of the tractor and you can walk to another one, or you yeah. can push left on the directional pad and you can actually just jump straight into your next tractor that you've got. <laughs> so, you so I'm only at the very start. You just sort of this is what you have to do. And it's like you got literally missions. It's like all right, you've got go and do this, go and do that. I want it to be that. I don't want to have to think. 
I don't want them to say, you know, oh, you, you, your farm's losing money because you've not done this properly. I just, just tell me what to do and I'll go do it. And that's why the construction simulator, I can't wait for that to go on sale because I can build shit too. So it with this farming simulator, time. do you have like a choice of what you farm or is it just like you have a crop and that's it? Oh, well, you start off with a ready-to-go crop of wheat that you've got to harvest. Okay. That's how you start. But I guess you can go and buy more and change. I guess there's others. All right. I'll, I'll expect better. further reports on this as I you get deeper into it. It takes time to learn and I don't know if I've got that time, but – it's perfect for my – because I like games like Far Cry, which I've talked about, because there's a lot of time in between things happening. Yeah. So you're walking or driving or something to get into the next bit. It's perfect for listening to podcasts because some games you can't listen to podcasts and game at the same time. It just – you can't do either well. And Far Cry seems to be the perfect game for that sort of thing. This would be even better because you're literally – Driving a tractor listening to a podcast. Exactly. So okay. it's like if I'm going to make the time, this might be good, mm. but we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know when I know more. But that's it. I've not really gamed since – the last time I spoke. Okay. I have been doing a little bit of gaming, and when I say a little bit of gaming, I probably do mean a lot of gaming, because I have finished Burnout Paradise Remastered. Did you finish Burnout Paradise original? No, I've got a lot further into Burnout Paradise Remastered than I ever did with the original. So I haven't collected all of the cars yet, and I still have one level of license to get, but I've seen credits, so I figure that's enough for me to consider that I have finished the game. But I realized that I'd been doing all these races, but trying to collect cars, but then there was the burning routes that you do for specific cars. And when you do those, you unlock a better version of that particular car. And I was like going through going, well, it says I've got 40 out of 75 cars. Why haven't I got all these cars sort of thing? And then I realized, yeah, I was doing it wrong. I should have been doing these other races. And once I did that, I managed to unlock just a shit ton of new cars. And yeah, I, I got to the point where I've got my elite license and I was like, oh, I wonder what happens now. And then suddenly credits rolled and I was like, oh, I've finished Burnout. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I will keep going to go complete completionist or whether I should just move on and play something else. So hmm, who knows? But other than that, I have been playing a couple of other things with my kids. They decided that they wanted to play Peggle 2 again recently. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I think we were watching some ad and they had classical music on and they were like, oh, that sounds like the Peggle music. And I was like, oh, maybe we should play Peggle. So we we played a little bit of that. Periodically, I do check all the stores for a Peggle 3. Yeah, I, I, I want I, more Peggle. I don't know. I haven't seen much of Peggle. Like there was Peggle Blast on mobile, but um, finished. Yeah, I've hasn't finished been around very much. I own Peggle and everything I've got. Yeah, Peggle rocks. It does. I so, want more Peggle. Peggle three, damn it. Yeah. So we realised that I had it on the 360, but then we downloaded it again on the Xbox One, and I forgot to put my save onto the cloud, so I had to go from scratch again and unlock all the characters. So we did that. Uh-huh. And the other thing I've been playing mainly with my eight-year-old. One of the freebie games a couple of months ago on Games for Gold was Super Bomberman R, which is like a high-resed version of the old N64 Bomberman run around, drop bombs, kill things type game. Mm -hmm. And we've played a little bit of that. Originally, we were playing it, swapping the controller and playing a level each, and then we worked out you could actually play two-player co-op. So we've been playing that. So that's kind of fun too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's basically my gaming. I have been watching quite a lot of TV lately. So this might actually turn into the Joe Watches a Lot of Netflix podcast because I think nearly everything I want to mention for this month Sounds like Joe spent on. a lot of time on the couch. Yeah, I don't know why. It's probably because I haven't been going out or anything. I've just been mainly staying at home. Mm. As I said, we, we've started renovations at home, so it's kind of like we're spending all of our money on buying tiles and tapware and stuff. So Excitement. Oh, hugely exciting. Well, I've been spending money on crap, yeah. like Farming Simulator 17, and I updated my computer sort of thing. Hmm. Downgraded almost. 
Really? Well, down, downsized, you could say? Definitely downsized because the way I watch certain TVs for research purposes from overseas that we may not have legally in Australia, uh, we were using the laptop to watch a lot of stuff. Now, with the laptop, I may have talked in the past, we plug it in with the HDMI cable and watch it through the television. Yeah, that's cool. So I bought myself a little palm-sized keyboard with mouse that I drove it with so I could do it from the couch because I'm lazy. And that was all well and good, but the laptop we've got, the battery's not too good, so it doesn't last like a full episode of a TV show or anything like that. So we've got to plug it in. Now the plug's on one side, the TV's on the other. Yes, we could plug it in the back, but then the, the laptop stops being functional outside of the television. So it's a pain in the ass. We've got a cord and my wife, you know, seems to trip over it quite a bit whenever we do it. So I was like, <laughs> I've got to fix this somehow. Let's do it better. And... You know, when you're not happy with work and things like that and you've got a PayPal account, you search <laughs> the internet, you look for things. So I need one of those. Let's try it. And, you know, mini PCs. They bought out those little ones like nukes and things like that. Yeah. I was looking at the smallest computer I could get that I could whack in and just plug into the TV permanently and it's just always there. Because I wanted a Windows PC, essentially. You know, there's, there's Chrome sticks out there. There's all these different things. But I wanted Windows 10 because I wanted to run certain things. I've got my VPNs and I've got my DC Universe account, so i got to run that through a website, essentially. So I wanted something like that, and I don't have a smart TV. So I was like, yeah, what can I have? And I found there's it's the Intel computer sticker. Mm. And there's varying prices, and I sort of investigated, and they're all saying it's not very powerful. It's got this processor, which is slow, and it's only got this much RAM, it's only got this much. It's got 32 gig hard drive space. Once you throw Windows 10 on that, it's, you know, there's 10 gig gone. So yep. there's not a lot of space, but like, I don't need to save anything to it. I just need to watch stuff through it. And the reviews I was reading, they're obviously tech magazines, so they all say the performance is not very good because, of course, it's not a yeah, it's not a PC. Yeah. And then they say, but if you just wanted to stream or surf the net, that's fine. So that's exactly what I want it for. And there was some there, you know, and that's when you get in the stick of like, oh, $170 for the base one. And you can, oh, for $250, there's the next one up. It's a little bit more hard drive space and things and the process is a little bit quicker. And they kept going up and up. And it's like, and then all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, I'll pay the 500 because you keep adding these extra layers and layers and layers. Like, Hang on, no, no, this is getting silly. No. Why don't I just burn 170 and see if it works? And then I can up. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's fine. I did. I did do that. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's weird though because I was going to go the little bit more powerful one around the 250 mark. So I thought, oh, let's, let's do it. But the $170 one comes with Windows 10 loaded. The other ones have no OS loaded. Okay. So that weird. means I've got to go buy Windows and hmm. therefore it throws it out even more. So I'll, I'll, I'll just go the base one. And it works perfectly. I showed you tonight. We watched yeah, we were watching a few things on it. And what did we watch? What did we watch? We were Shazam! watching Shazam. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, the 1974, 74, was it? Yeah, I think so. Shazam TV show from... Lou Scheimer, mm. the brains behind it, the He-Man cartoon. And the and voice of the behind, voices. yeah. It's pretty terrible, isn't it? It was, but I'd never seen it before. Like, you I obviously, grew up on it. Yeah, you, I, I have my shrine of Shazam behind me here, and that's one of the reasons why, because I grew up watching that show. And when you're an impressionable kid, it's fine. You got a, a do, who, who doesn't want to get around in an RV driving around with some crazy old dude? Mm. Yeah, but it's remastered. They just dropped it on the DC Universe today, which is the streaming service, and it was a terrible show. But I, I love it for nostalgia's sake, but it was gorgeous quality. Crystal clear. The remastering is fantastic. Mm. The only way I've watched it recently, and I have tried to watch it recently, is through some very dodgy VHS rips and things like that. It is good to see that there is content out there. Some weird-ass stuff. It's Obviously, it's coming out because the movie's coming out soon, which has got me very excited. But yes, you 
I introduce you to the world of Shazam, hmm. which is a bit. It seemed very quick. They were very short episodes. Thank God you don't want any more than that because no. I was on the DC Universe the other day and I thought, oh, oh, it's got all the episodes of the Super Friends. And I watched the very first episode of the Super Friends and it went for 41 minutes. Yeah, that's too long. It's way too long. Hmm. Mm, what have you been watching? Well, mainly Netflix. So I, I've got a couple of things where I don't know whether I should put it in the movies or the TV section. So I'll just talk about them anyway. Firstly, I've been watching a few documentaries on Netflix and something that a lot of people were talking about last month was the documentary about the fire festival uh-huh. and I won't add too much because I'm sure a lot of people have already talked about it it is really eye-opening yeah and there is one scene in particular where it just turns completely yeah. but for those that don't know it was a festival a few years ago that a entrepreneur was putting on with uh, Ja Rule the rapper they joined forces to put on this luxury festival in the Bahamas and it was a total sham pretty much. They filmed a bunch of supermodels on an island and went, yes, when this fire festival happens, you can come and party with these supermodels. And they duped a lot of young, impressionable Instagram, what's the word, influencers Mm. to come and shill it and go, yep, I'm going to go to the fire festival, you should come too. And they got a lot of investors to put a lot of money into it, but it turned out that the island that they were going to do it on wasn't sustainable to do the festival, so they had to do it on a different island that was already there that was a bit of a slum, so these luxury houses turned out to just be tents and stuff, and a lot of the bands pulled out and... It was just a bit of a debacle. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, the guy that was behind it is now serving jail time for fraud. Because, yeah, they just duped a bunch of people out of their money. Interestingly, though, the documentary was made by the people that were behind the festival as well, part of the producers of the festival, so that it's a bit skewed in a couple of places. Okay. But a lot of the former employers are quite scathing with what they can say about, I think his name is Billy, the guy that was the main brains behind it all. But that's that's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I've also watched the Black Mirror Bandersnatch. You didn't watch, you played it. Well, yes, it's interactive. Mm-hmm. And after watching it, playing it, I then did a bit of wikiing and I think I got the dud ending. Mm. But it is totally interactive. They kind of toss out the idea that it is a choose-your-own-adventure, but they only use that expression once because trouble I it. think, yeah, there was chance that they might have been sued by the people that made the choose-your-own-adventure books. But it is set in the 80s. A guy's making a sort of adventure video game, and it's totally interactive. It's You get to choose what he chooses as far as where the story progresses. And part of it is there's like good endings and then there's bad endings. But as, as it progresses, you control How the main character. It took us, my wife and I on a Friday night, we were watching it. It took us probably about hour and a half, maybe okay. two hours. But a couple of the times, if you make a wrong choice, it shows you like the bad ending and then it lets you go back to where mm. that point was and you can choose again. And a lot of it was really well acted, quite well filmed. It's that typical Black Mirror, Charlie Brooker sort of sensibilities. It's that sort of, even though it's set in the 80s, it's got that weird technology is taking over and it's going to kill us all sort of vibe to it but there's one bit i really didn't enjoy and that's this part where the the main character goes to see his psychologist and he's sort of saying i i'm feel like I'm being controlled by this you know, entity called Netflix mm. and I'm people are watching me on TV and she turns around and goes, well, if we were on TV, it'd be a lot more action than this. And, and they put in this like karate kung fu scene that just feels so out of place for the rest of the movie. Mm. And yeah, I didn't enjoy that bit, but the rest of it, I really don't. Cool. Mm. But yeah, no spoilers, but I think we did get the dud ending. Okay. 
there. There's a part where you need to key in a pin number that you kind of hear earlier on. And I couldn't work out how to do it properly on my remote. And because we didn't get it in time, we then got the bad ending. Yeah. Hmm. But a couple of other things I've been watching on Netflix as well, because I like to just talk about Netflix. A couple of years ago, we mentioned the podcast Dirty John Mm -hmm. and the Dirty John series dramatization of the story was just on last month. It debuted on Netflix starring Eric Banner as John. Mm -hmm. And without going too spoilery, because if you know the story, it probably isn't that good but it's better than the podcast as far as the ending goes okay cool it does kind of beef up the story a little bit more of john's backstory how he got to be the nasty bastard that he turns out to be mm. and it took me probably a couple of episodes to get into it i saw it was on there it's like oh i've listened to the podcast i know the story i don't need to watch it but you said the ending nailed it or well, not nailed it but i remember the podcast was great but you sort of were getting somewhere and when the last episode came, it's like, well, of course. Yeah. You sort of telegraph that from the yep. thing. So it was sort of like it was not a dud story. It was just a bit of a no real climax. Because it's sort of, I don't know if it was a way it was told in the podcast. Yep. It was like, well, that was telegraphed. Yeah. Or it felt like it was telegraphed to me. So with the TV, obviously, with the. They've written it better. I knew what was going to happen, but the way they get to that, I think, is better in the the TV show. Because, yeah, they do a lot of flashbacks to when he was a child, how he grew up, his first wife before he met Deborah. And it's just, yeah, fleshed out a little bit more. I did have a little bit of trouble with the acting in the first couple of episodes. Eric Banner is great. Connie Britton as Deborah is kind of a bit wooden, but then I've never really been a fan of Connie Britton. I don't know what a Connie Britton is. I've seen her in a few things, but I can't nail down exactly what she's been. Sounds like a ye oldie candy. Maybe. Mm. But yeah, that was really good. Um, I've got a feeling if you hadn't heard the podcast, you might like it more. Mm. So I'd be interesting to see what people that don't know the story think of it when they watch it. So. Yeah. And another thing I've been watching on Netflix as well, because they may as well just pay for my subscription, the amount I shield them on the show. But I was just you flicking. on Fox though? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've watched much on Foxhell. I'll mention something when we get to movies, but I haven't really been watching a lot there. I've been just flicking through a couple of things, and I what my wife and I just finished watching another Netflix series called You, which is about a psychopathic no oh. you with a Y, not oh, you with oh, an A, okay. about a, a psychopathic stalker who works in a bookshop and meets a inspiring writer mm-hmm. and ends up stalking her to the point where they then start going out, and then he manipulates manipulates her life to suit him. It's quite interesting. It's based on a book which I hadn't read, but it kind of shows the psychopath in a sympathetic way. Like, you know he's the bad guy, but he is the the main character in this show, and it's all, like, filmed, viewed you know, skewed to his perspective. And it's basically like, in the end, you're like, well, is he the bad guy or is he not the bad guy, even though he's the psycho? But that was really interesting as well. And then following on from that, uh, Netflix does that thing where it's like, well, you watch this, you might like this sort of thing. And it picked up uh, End of the Fucking World, which was based on a comic and it's a, a short six or eight part English, I think they're about 22 minutes each, about two young teenagers that decide to run away from home and accidentally kill someone. And I didn't know whether I was going to like that or not, but I ended up watching that pretty much all in one session. So, yeah, I I binged it. Yeah, But, yeah, I really enjoyed that too. 
And one last thing before we talk about the things that we've both seen, or one you've got that we've both seen, uh, I also watched Russian Doll, which a lot of people have been raving about as well, which is another Netflix show starring Natasha Leone, yeah. who was in the Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black, yes, and the American Pie movies before she fell off the earth with a bit of a drug habit. Yeah. But she has co-produced this with Amy Poehler and another lady whose name escapes me. It's kind of Groundhog, Groundhog Day with a twist. Run all around Groundhog Day. Yeah, mm. but I won't go into too much about that either because spoilers would really ruin the show. But again, if you can get past about episode three, because the first couple of episodes are really samey. They're short though, aren't they? They're, again, they're like 30-minute episodes. Mm. But if you can get past episode three, it then blows the story wide open and I was absolutely hooked from that. So I watched the first one and wasn't sure. watched the second one and I was like, well, maybe I should go back to this. And then when I did go back, I ended up watching the rest of the series all in one hit. Okay. So I highly recommend that as well. I do want to see it. I will get there. That's all. I, I would say don't read into it. Don't get any spoilers I'm, or anything no, like I've that. I've had people talk about it. And yeah. That's as much as, but no one's really spoiled it. So it's yeah. good. So yeah, I will get to it. Um, I have been watching some stuff. Yeah. Good place. I don't think I finished last time we spoke. So that is now done. From what I can tell, I don't think there's any more. It, it was a good ending. It was a kind of satisfied ending, I guess, but I kind of want more. But it was fine. Actually, because I wrote a list. I, I don't have a lot on my list of things that I've watched, but it's been so long that I'm just remembering things now. We finished The Unbreakable Kimmy Spit, which has just finished, speaking of Netflix shows. Hmm. I love that show. It was, a, to me, it was a lackluster ending. It's like the last, it was sort of a half season they just finished. They dropped a half a season a few months ago and they've just dropped the second last half of the season now. And it just sort of went to 11 for the last few episodes. It's like boom, 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 boom. It's like all this sort of over the topness and okay, you ramped it up pretty quick. I don't know. Just wasn't, maybe because it wasn't ending, it felt flat for me, but it was just like, okay. that, that's it. You sort of wait between. Oh, and we had Fuller House as well, speaking of Netflix. <laughs> and apparently there's no more. That was it. That's the last season. So I was like, no more Fuller House for Mitch. Makes Mitch sad. And another show I've been watching, which is actually a um, YouTube, not YouTube Red anymore. What's the YouTube channel that you pay for? YouTube Premium. Whatever no, that is. YouTube it's something. a show from them called Wayne. And I don't know if I like it. I'm two episodes in. It's about a dude called Wayne. Weird. And it starts off with him riding up on a bike. He's in Boston. It looks like the shitty Boston from like the town and those sort of shows. Yeah. And there's three guys hanging out at the front of a place and he just comes it picks up some snow or a rock and throws it through a dude's window and the dude comes out of his house saying what are you doing like these three guys out the front of the house are sort of wanting to pick a fight with him and then he breaks the window and they're like dude you're crazy and then the dude comes out of the house saying did you do that and then he gets a shit beat out of him and he goes get out of here what are you doing i don't know who you know didn't know who he was and then he goes off comes back throws another rock through the window and the guy beats him up some more and it's like what the? <laughs> what's going on and then he goes off and he's just this kid who gets into fights like okay. he goes to school and he gets into a fight at school because his mates are being picked on then he gets expelled goes home his dad's having he's going through chemo and things like that and a dude's pushing him for rent he's like 17 did i say we're 17 years old and then he goes trying to sell him girl scale cookies and then he invites her in and she just it's a very like napoleon dynamite weirdness with that but a very not nasty but it's just dark boston shitty boston okay you know it's just sort of like this slice of life shit yeah. so they sort of become friends and she wants money and that sort of thing and so to buy the Girl Scout cookies so he goes off and gets money somehow talks to his dad for a bit his dad talks about this Trans Am that's down in Florida for him I don't know if his mum's got it okay, I sort of tuned out a bit for the plot <laughs> and then his dad ends up dying spoilers so he ends up getting the money that was for rent goes out next door neighbours the landlord or something so he hands him sort of uh, an envelope 
He goes, oh, there you go, no worries, and rides off on his motorbike. He's got a little little motorbike, you know, 250cc or mm. 125 or something. And as he walks off, he goes, see ya, fuck you. And then he opens the envelope and it's just bits of paper with fuck you written on it. <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing? And then he walks out and then he walks past and his house is on fire. He oh. set fire to the house and he's on his way. So he goes to get the girl. And when he, he went to the girl's place earlier and the dad and the two brothers beat the shit out of him. So what are you doing hanging around my daughter? You're fucking this and that. And so he's like, goes back to them. So he got beat up there as well. So he goes and meets the girl and says, do you want to come for a ride with me down to Florida? I want to get my car. And she goes, oh, okay. And then the, so he beats up the dad, bites off his nose, beats up the other two brothers by sort of home alone it, dropping a TV on one of them. And they just get on a bike and just head down to Florida. And they just get in fights and just shit. It's just like, I don't know what I'm watching. I'm sort of fascinated. Like, he's not likable. No one's likable. But I'm like, I kind of want to see where this is going. Hmm. Terrible name, Wayne, for kind of a terrible setting. <laughs> Weird show. But yeah, that's Wayne. Hmm. So I've been watching that. But yes, the show that we've both started and finished, thanks to Netflix, that we have talked about if you go back a couple of years, because we talked about a comic yes. by Jared Way called The Umbrella Academy. And we shielded it in our Great Expectations last January, saying we were excited that it was coming out. Mm. It obviously got delayed a year, because we shielded a bit more last month, or January this year, when we heard it was officially being released. Yep. But it dropped in February, and I was hooked from minute one. Yes. I didn't remember the comic well enough to know exactly what they did well and what they did differently. Mm -hmm. There was a few things that I picked up straight away. I thought the fact that Luther, number one, Mm -hmm. they kind of hid him a little bit more than they did in the comic. I thought yeah. in the comic he was just out, out there. Out and, yeah. like, I'm, I'm trying not to go too spoiler in this because it is fairly recent. Right. Here's a plot. The plot for the Umbrella Academy of the TV series, because yep. I, I have not gone back to the comic, so I can't remember how close it was. On this one day on Earth, 27 women were not pregnant at the start of the day. By the end of the day, they had given birth to a baby. Yes. Um, so this Professor Hargraves went around the world and he bought, essentially, as many kids as he could and he got seven of them. Um, And those kids he bought up and turned them into the – well, he ran the Umbrella Academy – yeah, and essentially turn them into a group of superheroes because they all had abilities, and except one, and they all had grown up. And this starts off with the death of Professor Hargraves, and they all sort of come back together because they've all drifted apart. One of them, Rumor, she sort of she has a power where she can power of suggestion, I guess yep. you say, and she's a superstar. She's a movie star and things like that, and she's got a family and daughter and husband and all that. And then you got Luther, who is this giant of a man, like a beef. Beefcake of a man. Yeah. And he's living on the moon. Yes. He's a space As boy. you do. Yeah. yeah. He's living on the moon, living, you know, alone there, doing experiments for the professor. Yeah. Um, you've got Klaus, who's everybody's favourite. Yeah. He's a, a drug addict who sees dead people. Yes. Yeah, so he was the seance in, yes. the, in the comic. Yeah. Number five has gone missing. Yeah. And number six is dead. Number six is dead. He yep. sort of had tentacles that could come out of him. Yeah. And number three, I think, was Diego. Number three is... Diego, who's yep. sort of like a Batman character. Yeah. He's with really knives. good with knives, bit mm. of a vigilante, essentially. And there's number seven, who has no powers. Played by Alan Page, who's just being a typical morose self. And she's the real only name in it as far as acting goes. Yes. I think. And they've got a, a butler monkey. And he was awesome. Him. 
I love Mr. Pogo. Like there was a couple of stages as it went on where it's just you, Patrick Stewart. you just forget that it's CGI. Yeah. And it's like, is that a dude in a suit or is it CGI? And it just feels so natural though. Yep. Like in the old days where you heard that a show was going to be a Netflix exclusive, it was like, well, you know, they're not going to spend a lot of money on this or yeah, the and quality for, won't be there. Commodity like Umbrella Academy, it's an unknown. Yep. It's not X-Men. No. It's X-Men-ish, I suppose. But, you know, sort of like they did spend the money and they oh, did well. The like, effects were awesome. They would have spent a lot of money getting the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is the best. I, I mean, I want to buy it on vinyl just because I want the cover art from Mondo. I want Mondo to do it. Yep. And I want the vinyl just to have it. But it, it's awesome. Yeah. Like the first song, I think, on the first episode. I was like, yes, I love this show. I can't Visually, it's song really cool. Like, visually, like, it's filmed well. Yeah. It's kind of slowly paced, but not too slow. Like, some shows are a bit slow paced now. This was a good pace. And like I said, there was one who's gone missing, one of the characters, and that is number five, yep. who actually can, he can teleport. Yeah. Sort of, that's what his power. But what he found, and the great, oh, so well directed. He can teleport through time, he figures out. Yeah. And there's a bit where he's walking down the street, and he sort of pushes, like, puts his hand forward and pull, pulls, yeah. like he's swimming. Yeah. And that pulls him through, through time. time. And, and it's yep. so well. Well filmed, yep. and they get this whoosh sound effect, and he's just on the same street, but the street changes around him, and he's going, and he's getting angry, and the music soundtrack, and that, and he's like whoosh, whoosh, and he ends up in the apocalypse. Yep, he's like, oh, I've gone too far, and he sort of comes back, and I mean, this is all early stuff, so I'm not spoiling the plot yep. for you by saying this. So he's come back, but he's in the body of the teenage version of Number Five because he's a 50 year old man now, but he's come back into a body through temporal displacement and that sort of thing. So they're all grown up. They're all in their 20s or 30s. Yeah. And he's, and he's this 12-year-old. Yeah. Hard-drinking, well-lived. And he's a great actor. Like, yep. All the acting's pretty good. Luther probably is a bit, I don't know. Wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. But apart from that, it's just... It's just I, yeah, for a kid actor, he's or awesome. a young actor, I thought he was awesome. The, yeah. the guy that plays Klaus is just phenomenal. And he was in Misfits, if anyone remembers that show. Yeah. That was really good. And you've got these two time agents, would you call them? Yeah. They sort of fix time or people who fuck with time, they sort of make sure time happens properly. Yeah, they go back and, and stop just, timeline uh, ripples from and going I don't on. like Mary J. Blige. I don't know why. I, I don't like her music. I don't like her music, that's for sure. Yeah. But she's in this as one of these, and she's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll give her that. She's not and, as cool as Hazel, though. And Hazel is her partner, and he is amazing. Yeah. Like, if you like wrestling, he's a bit Kevin Steen. A little bit. He was a bit, like, young John Goodman. <laughs> yes, there's a bit of that, too. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just something about him. It's just quirky, and he gets these great monologues, and the show's just plays weirdly and cool. There was a lot of things in the show that I thought were really well done. Like so far I'd say it's probably the best show I've seen this year and it'll take nice. a lot to top it. Okay. But the, yeah, as I said, the soundtrack was phenomenal. Yes. But there's just little scenes in each episode. And there's one song in that first episode where they're just sort of not really doing anything. And Rumor puts on the record, I think, or did yes. Luther put on the record? Uh, one of them puts on the record and, and they, they all kind dancing. of react to it. And yep. I'm not going to go into spoilers and say what the song is because it's probably not something you would expect. No, it works. They're all dancing, but they do that bit like in The Life Aquatic where the camera pans back and you get a cutaway of the house. Yeah. And all and the they're characters all in their are doing their rooms. bits in their own room. And it's just, yes, this mm. is so good. The other thing I thought was weird as well is it's it's hard to pinpoint when exactly it's meant to be. Well, there's no cell phones and things like that. They're driving an old Volvo. So, yeah. Most, most of the cars are sort of like 90s sort of cars. No one's watching TV. So no. You don't and there's really no get flat screens or things like that. Technology wise, she's watching videos. Yeah. Yeah. You, 
there is no real sense of when. Yeah. At one stage, though, they do mention 2019, and it's like, well, are they saying that when number five's jumping into time, mm. or do they mean that's now? But I did like the fact that it's timeless. Mm. Mm. To make you want donuts. Yeah, it did make me want donuts. <laughs> but they do say at the start of it, strong violence. Mm. And if you don't have a strong stomach for violence, there's a few scenes that are quite icky. Well, you, I think you're desensitized Maybe. To it, I don't think it was that bad. I was watching it with my wife and there's one scene in that first episode where she was like, oh, I don't know if I can keep going with this. And I was like, stick with it because I reckon it's going to be worth it. can't remember. Anything bad in it, to be honest. <laughs> well, there's a pretty bad scene. But okay. Yeah. And, and well, I saw something horrific in the next TV show mm. I'm talking about. But. but yeah, I would really rate that as being it's good. phenomenal television. It's good. Mm. So yes, I, I binge watched it in a couple of days. I know you took a little bit longer to watch it. Yes. Just because I was watching it with my wife and she won't push to post midnight to keep going. Kind well, of thing, so yeah. I have to wait. There was a couple of nights. I, I think we did it over three nights. So it was nicely paced out three or four episodes a night. I think it's 10 episodes in the Something season. Like that, yeah. yeah so, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't drag. No. But yeah, so far. And you want to keep going. And that's what my wife was saying that quite a bit. It's like, oh, I don't want to, ah, yeah. I just want to keep going. And then when at the end of it, she actually said, oh, this is like when you finish a book. And I was yeah. like, I want more. It's like, yeah, it was good. But there was three runs of the comic. There's I think one currently. The, there's one currently coming out. Yeah, so that's mm. the third one. Yes. So this is all based on the first trade. The first trade. Yep. And I think if they do the second one, that's going to be Dallas. I think the first one was Apocalypse and then the yeah. second one was Dallas. I don't remember Dallas being as good as Apocalypse. I don't remember either, to be honest. I, I liked it at the time. We talked about it. Oh, I it, loved it at the time. Um, yeah. Like I said, I totally forgot the plot. Mm. When I'm watching it going, is this what? But yeah, Ellen yeah. Page did look pretty cool. I, I, I look forward to seeing a lot of cosplayers going as Ellen Page at the end of this. Just being drab and boring. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. But okay, so that's Umbrella Academy recommended. Obviously, Definitely. we've gushed, yep. gushed. Now, very similar to like I talked about Titans, did I not previously? Did. Yes. I talked about Episode Four being the backdoor pilot yep. to a Doom Patrol series. That Doom Patrol series has started on the DC Universe Online, and we are two. Epi- well, we're three episodes in. I've only seen two. Now, the horrific thing I'm talking about with the violence, there is, it is graphic in the fact that Cyborg is in this. I don't know why Cyborg is the king at the moment. He's in all the DC stuff. He's in the Justice League movie. He's in everything. But he's also in this. And you've got him there where he's had an explosion and his arms hanging off and his legs missing and it's like, oh, that's um, pretty crap. Well, they have to show how he becomes yes, a half-human, half-machine type But that's thing. not the horrific thing. Okay. The horrific thing is what Brendan Fraser looks like now. <laughs> Not pretty. Okay. Yeah. It's like, wow. He plays Robot Man. So, yeah, you get flashbacks to him when he was human, but he's not even acting in the Robot Man suit. He just does the voice. But the opening scene of the show is old Brendan Fraser's saggy bum and as he's doing his babysitters from behind. It's like, wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, so Doom Patrol, I think I talked about on the top when I talked about Titans, was a it was a comic from the 60s. It actually came out months before X-Men did, but it, it had a bunch of like mutants, not your typical superheroes, golden god-looking people. They were your... Outcasts. Outcasts, definitely. Mm. And their leader was a dude in a wheelchair, scientist guy, mm. which is very X-Men-y, but it actually predates the X-Men. So Timothy Dalton was playing the professor, not Hargraves, as in the Umbrella Academy, but kind of similar 
the fact that he's pulled these people together and he's doing his sort of heartless in pulling them together and being not a mentor like a Professor Xavier who likes them. You don't you get them all that Hargraves feel of their experiments or mm-hmm. things. So you've got Robot Man. So Cliff Steele was Brendan Fraser, who was a NASCAR driver who had a car accident and all he could save was his brain, so he put him in a robot body. So he feels nothing. You've got him. Then you've got Crazy Jane, I think her name is, and she's like a she's got twenty seven personalities and each one has its own superpower. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then you've got this nineteen forties starlet actress who was a bit of a bitch and she fell in some groove filming some, you know, creature of the black lagoon sort of movie or African Queen sort of thing. And now she's sort of a blob. So she holds herself very prim and proper but if she loses control she sort of becomes a blob of flesh so it's sort of the weird then you got negative man which is matt boomer from suits i think he's from okay and magic mike and he's covered in bandages so he looks a bit like the invisible man and what he is is he's he's horrifically scarred from having a car uh, he was a test pilot in the 50s and he crashed but he survived because an alien lightning beam sort of <laughs> Being sort of lives inside him, and that's and so he's covered in bandages, and he comes out, and he can do stuff. When the la- the laser beam being guy comes out, he can do stuff, but the body just flumps down like he has no control of it. Don't really explore the powers yet. Mm. So you've got those, duh, 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 duh. and that's pretty much everyone. The cyborg joins them. You know, it's everybody. You've got Alan Tudyk who plays the Nowhere Man, and he sort of you sort of got bits of him. He's got like bits that are missing. So if you look at him, you see there's he's all cut in slices, and there's pieces missing, and you see half his face and stuff like that and he narrates it and it's all very strange and meta and he's talking about who am I talking to why am I talking to you like this well mainly the Grant Morrison fans and the this and the that because <laughs> Grant Morrison wrote the comic back in the 80s yeah. so it's it's kind of meta in weird ways and Curtis Armstrong Booger from Revenge of the Nerds he voices the cockroach which turns up randomly and talks at you every now and then so it's a bit Umbrella Academy ish you sort of got a kind of very similar vibe in the fact that they've both come out around the same time it's not exactly the same they're very different enough that you could say they're not the same but mm. in a vibe they're kind of there it's not as good as umbrella academy but i'm definitely on the first episode wasn't as good as the pilot or the episode that was in titans i much preferred that version but this is sort of going that way it's definitely weird like no man turned up then a donkey turned up in town it farted caused a vortex sucked the town into it then they realized that the donkey was a door so they all went through the donkey's <laughs> mouth saved the town and it all came out then the donkey exploded that old story yeah it's a bit weirder, but sort of Umbrella Academy sort of held together really nicely. They've sort of made a good job of pulling a quirky story and it worked, set in a world that worked. This is just sort of random elements that are coming together. You just got to hang in there. Mm. Hopefully it's for the better. And it is doing the beautiful thing of one episode a week. Yeah. Which means you can think about it before the next one. You don't have to binge and there you finish it in three days, someone else finishes it in 12. And, you know, yeah. sort of like it. I like that. Yeah. One episode a week thing. So, I, yeah, I think there is talk that is going to be on Netflix here in Australia. Well, Titans did eventually go to Netflix, so I dare say this will too. So, yeah. yes, so I'm sticking with it. I'm glad I'm paying my $6 a month because I want more of this stuff. And Shazam. Yeah, a classic fucking Shazam. Bring it on. Hmm. So, yeah, that's it for TV. So, a lot okay. more than I thought. All right, so movies. Have you had any trips to the cinema? No. Neither have I. But I have seen a couple of new things. Mm-hmm. I will mention my Foxtel subscription now. Each month they bring in their Foxtel box office. So we decided that we would splash out the six ninety five and check out Once Upon a Deadpool. But it probably wasn't worth it because we'd only watched Deadpool 2 
a little while before that, and it's not different enough to warrant a second watch. The bits with Fred Savage and Ryan Reynolds are very good, especially if you're a fan of The Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. But the movie itself, there's not enough to add to it if you've recently seen Deadpool 2. We watched that, my wife and I, and then we decided that, yeah, it was a bit boring because we'd already watched the original Deadpool. So we decided we would give A Star Is Born a go. I'd heard a lot of good things, so we actually watched this prior to all the Oscars controversy with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. But a lot of people had raved about it. I've never seen any of the other versions of it, so Mm. I thought I'd give it a go. And it blew me away. Like It was really, really good. The music is really good. The story is really compelling. And the way they handle Bradley Cooper's sort of mental health issues are really well done. And I've seen Lady Gaga act, I'm using inverted commas in that, for American Horror story and I wasn't totally convinced she was that good an actress Mm -hmm. but after watching A Star Is Born yeah if she wants to give up music and just concentrate on acting full time she's got a career I really recommend it like even if you don't like Lady Gaga I'd say give it a try because it's yeah it's really well done I've heard good things my mum hated it Really? That's the only one. Had she seen the other versions? She hated. She loves Barbara Streisand, but she hated that one too. Yeah, I've I've heard bad reviews Mm. of that Barbara Streisand. But she watched this one. She goes, "It was just terrible." So okay, Okay. Mm. it's the only negative review I've Mm. heard of it. But pretty much everyone I've heard loved it, and then I watched it myself, not knowing whether I was going to like it or not. But yeah, I really liked it. There was a a few things in it that I was kind of like, "Well, I don't think that would happen in the real world," Mm. but it was compelling enough to keep me going. Sam Elliott plays Bradley. Cooper's brother, mm. but they don't really make it that clear when they first show them together that they're brothers. You kind of think that it might be his dad because the age difference just seems yeah, a bit say. too much, but th- that's probably my biggest negative about it. But speaking of dads, Andrew Dice Clay plays Lady Gaga's dad, and I did not pick it was Andrew Dice Clay until the credits came him, at yeah. the end. So yeah. Mm. So he's good? He's very good. Oh, okay. He plays like this sort of mobster crooner sort of guy that's always talking about how he used to be famous and how she wants to be a singer and you know you'll never be as famous as frank and all this sort of stuff and it's kind of like well, this guy's pretty cool and then yeah when the credits came up at the end and it was like andrew dice clay i was like fuck that was, was it dice dad. clay or andrew clay no andrew dice clay oh, so, it wasn't pretentious sanctum. no hmm. but yeah i i really recommend that and i can see why it's you know got all the attention that it has. Other than that, my Netflix continues. I watched another documentary that was on Netflix. So again, I wasn't sure if I should talk about this in TV or whether I should talk about it in movies, but probably something that a lot of other podcasts have mentioned, and that's Abducted in Plain Sight. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. So if you're ever thinking that you're not a very good parent, you should watch Abducted in Plain Sight because the parents in this movie are the worst parents in the world. They pretty much just let their daughter get abducted and they don't do anything about it. Okay. So, yeah, without, again, without going too much in spoilery, it's a story from the 70s where a husband and wife that have three daughters Mm. make friends with their neighbour, after they meet him in church and he becomes infatuated with their daughter and they pretty much just let him be infatuated with their daughter to the point where he then kidnaps her and takes her to Mexico and gets married when she's 12 years old. But the twists and turns in it, you would never see coming. And again, I'm not going to mention what they are because when it happens, you're just like, fuck me, they are bad parents. So yeah, I, I recommend that, but it is a bit of a hard watch. Okay. It's quite graphic. Oh. Well, it's not graphic is what they show, but it's graphic in... Content. Content. Okay. Yeah. And 
again, you just look at them and think, my God, they are just terrible, terrible parents. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I recommend that. And another movie that you mentioned that I watch with my kids, and that's Rampage with The Rock. Yes. I wasn't sure what to expect. And it was a big hunk and steaming pile of fun, wasn't it? It was. Yes. I thought it dragged a little. It just seemed long. but mm-hmm. And some of the acting wasn't great. Didn't matter. But it's a, a big fuck off. Fucking yeah, a big fuck off gorilla wrecking shit. Yeah. And the humour in it was really well done. Jimmy I thought Morgan was cool. Yeah, I thought The Rock was good. Mm. I, I thought just the fact that there was little throws to the game itself. At one stage, the baddies have got an actual rampage machine in the background in their office, so I <laughs> thought it was really cool. But my kids have watched Jumanji probably half a dozen times, the new one with The Rock. And when they were flicking through stuff on, I think we were on Netflix, they were flicking through what movies were around. And initially, I tried to get my son to watch Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. And we got about 40 minutes in after the the fight with the giant statue that comes to life. And he was like, well, this movie's a bit too boring. Can we watch something else? And then we saw that Rampage was there and he's like, oh, it's got a gorilla in it. What is it? And I was like, well, it's M rated. It's probably not a kid's movie, but let's give it a go. There was a little bit of language in it. I think you've got beef with your son now. But he loved it. Jason the Argonauts. Yeah. See, I was getting confused. I thought we should have watched Clash of the Titans because that's the one with the mechanical owl and the queen of the harpies and all that sort of stuff, Mm. isn't it? What was that? No, that's in Jason, isn't it? The, Mm. The black skeleton and the harpies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we didn't get that far. Okay. But we watched Rampage. He really, really enjoyed it. I was sort of ho-hum about it. I hope he's not a Joe Manganiello fan because you don't get a lot of him. No, he's not doing very long, is no. he? <laughs> don't know why you bothered. No. And I thought, what's the dude that played Nagin from Walking Dead? Tiffany Morgan. Oh, that's his name. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I thought his accent was really bad, but I liked his character. But yeah, it, it was fun. Yes. Mm, nice. But yeah, that's, that's my movie watching. Cool. Uh, other than that, I, I think I've really got my value out of my Netflix over the last month or two. We watched a movie because it was Valentine's Day. And being with young kids, you don't get to do much anymore. No. So we put the kids to bed and we got Thai, um, what we get, thai takeaway mm. and put on a simple favour. We just sort of wanted, wanted something and I thought it was a comedy. And it sort of is. Directed by Paul Fagg, the guy who did the Ghostbusters reboot and was oh, on yep. the John McHale show with John McHale. Obviously after the, the success that was the <laughs> Ghostbusters reboot, he went and made a smaller film. So it's starring um, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. And it's sort of quirky in the fact Anna Kendrick plays a single mum who's like the organised one at the school. Like her kids are either kinder or prep, very young. And she's like volunteering for all the different subcommittees and I'll do this, I'll bake for this, I'll bake for that. And she runs a little YouTube channel sort of cooking and self-helpy sort of thing. And there's one and there's a like the Greek chorus of other mums and one dad sort of that sort of make comments about her that she's all prim and proper perfect mum kind of thing and there's one kid that her kid's playing with and they go to pick him up from school one day and then the other mum turns up and she's in like this Porsche she turns up she's like dressed to the nines in high fashion sort of power dress kind of thing and that's Blake Livey and they end up becoming friends but she's just like gutter mouth power woman kind of thing and they end up going back to her house and she's like making cocktails straight after school yeah and they become friends in a couple of weeks but you sort of start off and go oh my best friend's missing she's been missing for three days and then you sort of play up to that point and what happens is they become friends the simple favor is she gets a call from Blake Lively saying can you do me a simple favor and pick up my son from school today I can't do it today and she ends up picking up the kid from school and 
doesn't return. And it all sort of plays on from that. So you've got the husband of Blake Lively there. Anna Kendrick's husband died in a car accident. So they sort of, you get sort of her history and then it all plays out. And then it goes not to a dark place, but sort of, sort of in that. So it's it's a comedy, but it's also a crimey sort of show. So it's sort of not out there. It's not as out there as a Twin Peaksy sort of thing, but it's kind of quirk. But it had a very Gone Girl vibe with okay. humour. Yeah. If anything. So it's based on a novel, apparently. It was a satisfying watch without being perfect. Anna Kendrick was fine. And it was sort of like, I was satisfied. It was it was good. I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to recommend it for too many people, but it, it was fine. Like, nothing wrong with that. Hmm. I wasn't disappointed. Okay. Yeah. I've seen one trailer for it, and I didn't really get what sort of movie it was. Well, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. Because I want it to sort of play out. But yeah, sort of like if you like Gone Girl, but need a bit more humour, maybe it works. Mm. But yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. That's about it. All right. That's enough. It is. We've gone almost an hour. So. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Mm. We've talked a lot of stuff. Talked a lot of shit. Probably. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, that's probably a nice place for us to stop talking about what we've been doing. Mm. There is a couple of other things I will mention because it has been a bit of a shit week for celebrities. Oh, yes. So this week we're recording on Wednesday, but yesterday we lost a couple of icons from my youth. Three. Hmm. So firstly, I found out that... Well, you found out Cool Keith died, but that was wrong. Yeah, so you you texted me on Tuesday night, Monday night, saying Cool Keith had died. And I was like, well, why do I care about Cool Keith? (laughs) (laughs) Keith. (laughs) Not that I'm being bad about New York rappers, but when you texted me, I was like... Yeah, okay. And then the next morning I got up and I checked the news and I read that Keith Flint from The Prodigy had committed suicide. Why do I think that? Cool Keith, I think, was guest on some other vocal on some other band. Okay. So, yeah, you probably just confused the two bits. Yeah, but so Keith Flint from The Prodigy, mm-hmm. the dude with the, the weird hair and the piercings. The violin player. Is he? Apparently he's a concert violinist mm. or, concert, or, or, you know, trained. Mm, there you mm. go. But he was having some issues in his life yeah. and he took his own life. So that was a bit upsetting yes. on Tuesday morning because, yeah, I was a huge fan of The Prodigy because they were just game changers as far as the music scene went. I saw them live before I knew who they were. Yeah. I saw them in the boiler room at the big day out. Mm. There was some dude dancing. That was his gig. Well, yeah, and they were out here Not long last ago. month, February. They were, mm. they were out here playing tennis center. Yep. Mm. So a friend of the show, Simon, actually went and saw them and, and said, you know, it was just amazing that he had all this energy and, and now he's gone sort of thing. So. Mm. Yeah, that, that was quite sad. And then on the same day, we found out that Luke Perry, yep. who was Dylan McKay from Beverly Hills 90210. Never seen an episode. It really? Really. Okay. I used to do ballroom dancing. It was on a Friday night. It was the same time as Beverly Hills 90210. Never watched. Well, in the 90s, my Friday night routine was come home from work, have a couple of drinks, watch Beverly Hills 90210 before I went out clubbing. Okay. So Beverly Hills 90210 was a big part of my misspent youth. Mm-hmm. I must say I was more of a, a Jason Priestley fan than a Luke Perry fan. Mm-hmm. I was always more Brandon than Dylan. I was more Iron Zurich fan. Of course you were. <laughs> now you were Brian Austin Green. Bag. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it was quite devastating to find out that Luke Perry had had a stroke. I had just watched him in an episode of Riverdale the day before. And and that's, you know, the, the other generation of people who would know Luke Perry are the Riverdale fans who mm. he plays... Archie's dad. Uh, yeah, I knew it was one of their dads, but I've never watched Riverdale, so... Yeah. Yeah, he was a big part of 
the 90s for me, Luke Perry. He's in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie as well. Correct. And I think, I don't know why, but I constantly think, whenever I watch Riverdale, mostly, is Krusty the Clown saying, what do you think, Luke Perry? (laughs) (laughs) It all comes back to The Simpsons. It does. But after I was both devastated for these two losses. The biggest one of all. Yeah. I got home that night and my wife's like, why are you upset? And I was like, well, you know, these two people from my youth died. Mm -hmm. And then I get a text from Simon as well saying, fuck, King Kong Bundy's died. So us being huge wrestling fans, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I really got into wrestling just before WrestleMania. Oh, when he did the midgets. Well, that was WrestleMania 3. But for me, it was... But when he did Hogan, when he... Did it on his back and Hogan got taken out on the gurney and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, WrestleMania 2. That, that is my yep. one of my biggest memories exactly. of wrestling because I was watching it in my room on my tally and I kept running out and telling my parents what was happening because it was an ongoing saga of the show, wasn't it, where yeah, it he was. splashed him and like hurt his back and then the ambulance had to come, they had to take him to the hospital. I'm giving him running updates. I'm running out there telling him what's happening and they don't give a shit. Yeah. I gave a shit because Bundy was the... Evilest, ridiculous thing. Yep. I think WrestleMania 1 was, what, 84? Mm. So WrestleMania 2, where he had the the big blue cage match with Hogan, was Mm. what really made his career. He would have been, what, early 20s probably. Yeah. yeah. But But wasn't he dead 20 years ago? There was rumours that he had died. Because I know um, Fresh, he did, he's a booker for MCW and things like that. I do the... I do the Hey Hey It's a Podcast and Geek Do's podcast with him. He always wanted to bring out Bundy for a show here and I'm Not Dead or the the Phoenix Tour or something like yeah. that because the rumour was, and a lot of people if you spoke who didn't know him better, yeah, they heard that he died in the 90s, if not very early 90s. And yeah. I, I believed that for a long time because yeah. I got back into wrestling and was surprised when I found he was still alive hmm. and not anymore, unfortunately. No, but yeah, for me when I was a kid, I probably would have been, I think, 11 or 12 around that sort of WrestleMania 2 time. And as you said, he was the first monster heel that really scared me when I was a little kid. Like, all the other bad guys are just like, oh, yeah, they're just other wrestlers. Mm. But he was the one that was kind of like, well. You look like a monster. He's a monster. He's out of control. He's trying to end Hulkamania sort of Mm. thing. And, yeah, it was a big deal. And it was was a bit of a shock. Yes. Mm. But speaking of that, not to take anything away from King Kong Bundy, there was an announcement of a movie that's going to be made. Starring Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Starring as Hulk Hogan in the Hulk Hogan biopic. Mm. Now, we've seen the Rocketman trailer. We've seen We Will Rock You. Now we're going to get the Hulkamania. Now, the Hulk Hogan story, I don't think that exciting. I hope they go full work. I want everything that Hulk Hogan said he did in his life in this movie. Yeah. I want him auditioning and getting the role to be bass player for Metallica. <laughs> I want that in the movie. I want all the bullshit that he said to be in the movie because that would make an entertaining movie. But the thing is, what's going to be interesting is the stunt casting. For What are we going to see of Terry's life? Because it's got to yeah, be no. about the wrestling because I do not give a shit about anything else. No one else does give a shit about his other life before yeah. he became a wrestler. So are we going to get a Randy Macho Man Savage in there? Are we going to get a Bundy? Are we going to get a Piper? Because I want to get Piper. good casting in there. Yeah. And who do you get for Bundy? Yeah, I don't know. You can't. No. CG. Who do you do for Andre? You can't do that too. Mm. But yeah, so it's sort of like, I mean, I, I want to see the movie. I don't want to see the life of Terry Belair. No. That, that does not interest me unless it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. And I want all the versions of the story where he said, I saw this match and it made me want to become a wrestler. I want all 14 of those that he said. Because <laughs> he said that in every tribute to every dead wrestler. I watched them growing up and it made me want to be a wrestler. Mm. 
Mm. It was funny. I was listening to another podcast just recently, the Married Marks podcast, and they were discussing you know Chris Hemsworth being Hulk Hogan, and they were saying I would place money on the fact that he doesn't know the story of Hulk Hogan, and when it comes out that he's such a racist and a dirtbag, he might pull out of the movie. So it might be interesting if that actually happens. So I've never pictured Chris Hemsworth as being a wrestling fan. Mm. He just seems a bit too cool for that. Yeah. So it would be interesting if this actually does happen. Oh, really? But that, uh, not that far. Just on, okay. jumping back into movies and wrestling for a tick, something I forgot to mention when I was doing my movie reviews. Yeah. We'd previously talked up Walk Like a Panther. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. It's a, the English sort of like a brassed off sort of movie. Where, yeah, Full say, Monty meets wrestling. Yeah. So the premise is it's a bunch of old guys that were – sort of on the world of sport type wrestling, mm. the Saturday afternoon English TV. Yep. And one of them is now retired running a pub and he dies. So they do it, or the re- the living ones do a tribute show for him. Mm. And they made a movie of it. It sort of had an ad a couple of years ago and we were like, oh, wow, we've really got to watch this movie. And then we were sitting around going, I wonder why that we've never heard anything about that. Mm. I dug up a copy of it. And? And I can now see why no one has talked about that okay. movie. It's about an hour and 50 minutes long. It doesn't know whether it wants to be a comedy or a serious movie. It's either a serious movie with a couple of laughs or it's a comedy with a couple of laughs. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, I I don't recommend it. My wife and I started watching it and she got about 20 minutes in and went, this is just shit. I don't know why we're watching it. And she went to bed and then I played some Burnout and then I had it on on the iPad next to me while I was playing Burnout. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the best way to watch it. You don't okay. want to put too much effort into it. But yeah, I really don't recommend it. Okay. But anyway, that's enough of us rambling. Yes. Jumping backwards and forwards. We're going to end the episode with a Prodigy song. I did think about putting the Beverly Hills 90210 soundtrack or possibly digging up King Kong Bundy's entrance music, but mm. I can't for the life of me think what King Kong Bundy's entrance music was. I was in but, the day before there were that iconic. Yeah, definitely. So we were discussing which iconic Prodigy song that we would go for. I said it either had to be Breathe or Firestarter. Mm. So I'm probably just going to flick a coin and we'll chuck something on the end and we'll find out what it is. But, cool. Yes. If you have any feedback for us, we, you can find us on Facebook as facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. We are on the mapodcast.podbean.com or you can find us on Twitter as the MA Podcast. Cool. And until next time, hopefully we will be back a bit quicker than we were last time. Yes. And we will see you then. the renovation. Yeah, hopefully. We don't have a bathroom in the house at the moment, which is a bit of a pain. You look pent up. <laughs> We've got a toilet. Oh, okay. We just don't have a bathroom. So we're, we're running out into the granny flat in the backyard and borrowing the in-law's shower at the mm-hmm. moment, which is a bit crazy. But anyway, until then, we will see you next month. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.